It's been 40 years that I've been in oil and gas, and I still am in the oil and gas. But in addition to that, our advisory firm, we decided to move into the renewable space after I had a couple discoveries within the last year about the wind and solar market. And there were some opportunities that my mind took me to that led me to where I'm at today and led me to that opening a new division called E-Renewable. We are here to try to explain to you what it is we do here. The solar industry in the U.S. employs more people than Google, Apple, Facebook, and Twitter combined. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? Welcome into the Green Insider Podcast, powered by eRenewable. I am your host, Fred Davis, on a very special episode of the Green Insider Podcast. This is a recap of our first eight episodes. We're very excited about what we've been able to do so far in the short amount of time that we've had the Green Insider uh, up and running. But this episode here, again, just basically highlighting what we've done over the first eight episodes. Very proud of what we've done. And basically just gives you a little snippet from each guest. And, of course, you can always go back uh, to the Green Insider Podcast, whether it's Apple iTunes, iTunes, Google Play, and of course you can always go to the website as well, eRenew.net, for a catalog of all eight episodes so far. But again, a nice little uh, breakdown, a little smidge of what you're going to get from each guest. Uh, And then of course, you know, again, what we've tried to do with the Green Insider Podcast is essentially, you know, you are going to take away more than what you came in with when you get done listening. That's the price of admission, folks. A good 20, 30, 40-minute conversation with some of the leaders and some of the thought uh, um, disruptors, if you will, in the renewable field. And, of course, that's what we've done through the first eight episodes and we will continue to do uh, through the end of 2020. And, of course, we've got a tremendous 2021 on board. So we definitely urge all of you uh, to stay tuned, stick with the Green Insider, stick with eRenew.net and eRenewable. And, uh, like I said, you're going to hear a lot of what's going on on and, and we plan to uh, we've just got we've got a lot of a lot of projects on the way and just a lot of stuff that we're going to be doing uh, with our e-media side as well both the Green Insider podcast and the Inside Green Today blog which we'll be doing a lot more of uh, in the at the end of 2020 and more in 2021 so lots going on here at eRenewable glad to have you on board and of course uh, follow us on Twitter as well at eRenew2020 that's at eRenew2020. So before we kick off this recap episode, please take a minute to enjoy a message from our founder and president of eRenewable, Mr. Mike Niemer. Hi, this is Mike Niemer, president and founder of eRenewable. I want to thank all the listeners for listening to Green Insider powered by eRenewable. You may help make our podcast series a great success. At eRenewable, we help customers with both their PPA and VPPAs, whether they're buying or selling. We also help firms with their unbundled recs, energy master plans, or the developments of microgrids. In our upcoming episodes, you will hear from the State of Georgia Energy Commissioner, a North American Energy Marketing Association's Executive Director, Sustainability Manager from a large worldwide commercial industrial business, and a professor from the University of Houston. Be sure to check us out, the Green Insider on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from. If you'd be so kind as to please leave us a five-star review, it'd be much appreciated. Thank you, and I appreciate you listening to the Green Insider, powered by eRenewable. 
Thank you very much, Mr. Niemer, for that. Can't say enough about the direction he and his wife, Anne, uh, have taken E-Renewable in the short amount of time that they've gotten this thing off the ground. Uh, just a team atmosphere, team effort, and just everybody pulling in the same direction. And, of course, it's been an exciting ride thus far, and uh, things are only going to get better. So, once again, my hat's off to uh, Mr. Mike Niemer and his wife, Anne, for what they've been able to do with the company in just a short amount of time. And uh, certainly glad to be a part of a team and just be a part of a group that uh, is inclusive and believes in you. So that being said, let's get this recap episode up and running. Our first guest after our boy, Mr. Niemer, uh, we had Ben Parvey, CEO of Blue Sky Power, talking all things microgrids. Getting people off the grid, which is a concept that many people in the utility and energy industry don't talk about much, but is completely viable. So we can all invest in renewables, but ultimately when uh, a storm comes and trees knock out power lines, the power's still out. But if you do microgrids and distributed generation and take people off the grid with redundancy, you can offer 100% guaranteed uptime and cleaner energy that is also now at a price point that's equal to grid power. So instead of going the long project development cycle, we're starting mass marketing of getting people completely off the grid and offer uh, customer service in a way that the utilities just aren't able to offer. Next up, the head of origination for EDP Renewables and a 12-year renewable industry veteran, Mr. Tommy. Greer. And like I said, setting aside politics, the, the current administration has not been the fleeest to renewables um, for, for, for a variety of different reasons. But renewables has still grown a lot. Um, and, and most of and, you know, our company and plus some of our competitors have even increased our build targets during these last four years. So it's really exciting to think about like we've come a long way but there's a really, really, there's a ton of room for growth and there's, there's, there's still a long way to go. But I, I mean that in, in the good sense, it's kind of exciting because if we're really, if renewables is going to become um, a significant part of the energy and the energy grid, there, there, there's, there's still a lot, there's still a lot of work to be done, which is great. Top two or three things right now that's on EDP's radar. Solar is going to continue to grow. I mean, continuing to see how, you know, the technology advances. I mean, that's still going to be huge, right? Our production tax credits and our investment tax credits are stepping down over the next five to seven years. As we lose those, those tax credits, you know, technological advances can make up for some of that. So it's definitely interesting to see how the technology continues to advance. In this next episode, we had Clean Tech's co-chair Melissa Miller from Avon Grid Renewables join us, talking all things Grid Next 2020, uh, the first time ever that the event went virtual this year. Obviously, because of COVID, uh, Miss Miller is part of our Grid Next 2020 series, talking all things Grid Next, as well as Clean Tech's and its vision for renewables in the state of Texas. Austin has been a leader in, in renewable energy in terms of we have an amazing Austin Energy, our municipal utility, has been a leader in the green energy space from, from the beginning, one of the original buyers of renewable energy. And I think that really kind of put Austin on the map, you know, in terms of being a green city, being committed to renewables, et cetera. So having Tesla here, I think further underscores that. And, you know, and on top of that, you you have Dell that was also founded here in Austin. Austin's also been a leader in technology. 
Next up on the Green Insider in part two of our three-part series of the Gridnex 2020 series was none other than Ken Donahue from Electric Power Engineers in Austin. Ken was one of the keynote speakers at Gridnex 2020 and had lots to say about the future of renewables in the state of Texas. Well, I think battery is going to be the next big game changer in what's going on in our world. The biggest factor around batteries is time. We are able to control the time around when they're going to be available. Example, wind in West Texas, it's, its primary peaking time is early in the morning. Well, wouldn't it be nice if we could charge a bunch of batteries near the load centers and in the afternoon when the load's high, discharge those batteries in a reasonable manner, of course, and, and help that situation. It's going to help us to increase the capability and capacity of our wires that we've got at the same time, maintain service to the customer. I'd love to have one back here in my household. It's not there yet. Uh, I think batteries are gonna be the biggest game changer we've got because of time. Same thing with solar. We know the sun only shines at certain times. Well, batteries could help resolve that issue. Um, it, it's gonna be, a. I think it's gonna be amazing. My biggest concern right now on the grid is all the internet-based resources and maintaining frequency and spending response. That's still my biggest concern. We've gotta be able to handle the events on the grid. And I think technology is gonna is gonna solve that pretty soon. I really do. I think there's gonna be some fixes out there uh, that will help resolve that. Our next episode took us out to the great state of Colorado as we interviewed Sammy Reefer from Scale Microgrid Solutions. Sammy, the director of special projects for Scale, talked about the commercialization of microgrids and how that is just one way among many others to take pressure off the grid and some of the hurdles that they're facing in the state of California. The state right now is putting the regulation in the hands of utilities and allowing utilities to build microgrids only for specific purposes, usually some community or critical resilience facilities that are owned and operated by the utility and do not allow developers to come in and build out these projects more cost effectively. So the key here is really going to be unlocking private sector funding to build out the capacity required for California to meet their resilience and sustainability goals by 2050. So how it's intended and built right now, California is very much limiting like the microgrid development pilots to 15 projects or 10 megawatts, which is not a commercialization of microgrids. If we're able to commercialize microgrids, we're able to add that capacity onto the grid to help California service the grid and their customers in a way that's much more cost effective and manageable than what they're doing right now. Episode number seven takes us back to the East Coast as we sit down with Philip Gonski from Burns Engineering, who talks to us about the economics of going green, as well as what role fossil fuels and renewables can have together and many more. I think a lot of this movement towards carbon neutrality makes a lot of sense if a customer is installing things like solar storage or even like a bridge fuel like natural gas uh, peaker generators to really kind of help offset the need to just bring in more wires from the power grid. The downside is is if everyone starts to go electric, then you're going to have you're going to have some serious problems with the grid. And then kind of one of my fears is that you're almost going to go back to what it was when I first started of large centralized power stations. And the more and more that people you know don't offset it locally, you're going to need more transmission lines that involve some pretty heavy environmental impact studies and a lot of right-of-way attainment. So it's a great idea, I think, to go carbon neutral if you can offset it with local clean generation. It, it all depends, too, on what the generation is, you know, on the grid. If you're going all electric in your college, but you're just getting your power from a coal plant, 
and it's really not doing a whole lot because the if you had like a local generator, a local boiler, a local CHP plant, those are producing less carbon than a centralized power station. And finally, in episode number eight, we welcome to the program David Smart, Senior Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Biostar Renewables. We talk about all things renewable in the Midwest, the evolution of Biostar going from an LED company to renewables, as well as a landfill management program that they're working on that could change the future of landfill management as we know it. Uh, I've never found a business owner who doesn't want to be environmentally conscious who doesn't want to adopt renewable energy, who just wants to buy coal power, you know, for the rest of their life. That doesn't exist, but people, they want to do it responsibly. Uh, They want to be conscious of spending money, particularly in today's climate. So I I think the biggest thing I've learned is that uh, not one solution fits all. And that's probably why we're doing so many different things. You know, what's really interesting is we make a, we make different margins in different businesses, but we really uh, we really want to position ourselves as long term partners for companies. And that's why, to me in particular, the energy services platform is so important because there will be a day when people in Kansas and Missouri are ready to adopt solar and battery storage. And my goal is to be, you know, a trusted partner for a lot of these organizations in the Midwest as that continues to happen. And of course, it wouldn't be an episode of the Green Insider Podcast if we didn't give you a little tease of what's to come as we welcome in episode number 10, Tim Eccles, Vice Chair of the Georgia Public Service Commission, talking about deregulated markets as well as the future of bipartisanship in renewables. I mean, why would I want to conduct a social experiment (laughs) here in Georgia with a system that delivers energy at 14% below the national average, where I've got a five-star gold-plated utility that that has a 10.5% return on equity and a 55% capital structure? Why would I want to monkey with that on some theory that a deregulated electricity market would be better. That's going to do it for the recap episode of the Green Insider Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed what you've heard so far. For those of you that have listened to the podcast before, we want to thank you. For those of you that haven't, we hope you enjoyed what you heard and liked a little bit that you got, as well as uh, encourage you to go check out more of all the episodes. Of course, you can always find those at Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast and if you do go check it out please leave us a five star rating and or review five star rating for sure though why because it helps us in the grand scheme of the podcast market as well as we can guarantee you you're going to know we can guarantee you you're going to know more about renewable energy when you left than before you came in and isn't that worth the price of admission for the entire e-renewable team for our president and founder mr mike Niemer, and everybody that helps make the green insider podcast possible we want to thank all the listeners at home the green insider podcast powered by e-renewable where going green just got a whole heck of a lot easier good night god bless (laughs) 